I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Romans, for or against Torah. This is part four of the series. Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. What's that zeal? That zeal is to follow the Torah, but not according to knowledge. And so they have the zeal to follow the Torah, but they're not properly following the Torah. Because if they were properly following the Torah and seeing Abraham as their example, that they would put their faith, trust, and confidence in the God of Israel as expressed through the redemptive work of the Messiah because the Torah is written about him in points to the Messiah. So they have the zeal for the Torah, but not according to the correct knowledge of what the Torah says. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, which is outlined in the Torah, they're going about to establish their own righteousness, which is independent from the Messiah and the example that the Torah gives through Abraham and his life. And as a result, they've not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God as outlined in the Torah. Paul says that the Torah and the prophets testify of this righteousness of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. The righteousness of God being witnessed. The righteousness of God being witnessed by the Torah and the prophets. Romans chapter 3 verse 22. Even the righteousness of God, the application, is to have faith in Yeshua the Messiah, and it's unto all and upon all Jew and non-Jew that believe according to the faith of Abraham. For there is no difference between Jew and non-Jew, because the same way that Abraham was righteous in the eyes of the God of Israel, according to that same principle, is how Jew and non-Jew all become righteous before the eyes of the God of Israel. So the application that Paul is making from the Torah principle is that the righteous of God is trusting in Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Romans chapter 3 verses 24 and 25. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. So how do we have faith in the blood of Yeshua? The same way that Abraham had faith in his walk to be obedient to the instruction that he was given 
given by the God of Israel in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Paul explains that God's righteousness, given that it's not based upon our own merit, our own ability, and what we do, independent of trusting in the God of Israel for our salvation, that the righteousness of the God of Israel, therefore, is a gift that he grants and gives to us based upon his faithfulness when we put our faith and trust and confidence in him, his word, and his covenant promises. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, it is written, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, that is the sin of Adam in the garden, much more they which receive the abundance of grace, because our righteousness isn't based upon our own merit, and the gift of righteousness that comes through the redemptive work of the Messiah shall reign in life by one Yeshua Messiah. So because our righteousness is a gift and it's based upon the God of Israel's faithfulness to his promises and to fulfill his covenant promises to us and because it comes by us putting our faith and trust and confidence in him and it's not based upon our own individual merit independent of the God of Israel. We cannot boast in our own salvation. Romans chapter 3 verse 27. Paul writes, where is boasting then? It's excluded. It cannot be done. By what law? Of works based upon our own merit and what we have done to earn it independent of the God of Israel? No, but by the law of faith. Paul asks the question in Galatians chapter 3 verse 21, because often in Christianity and explaining salvation by grace through faith, it is put in this way, but we either follow the law or we follow after faith. And it's put forth that faith is in conflict with following the Torah. So Paul asks the question in Galatians chapter 3 verse 21, is the law, is the Torah against faith? Is the Torah against the promises of God? Paul says, no, it is not. God forbid. And Paul explains that the Torah gives the parameters and thus the standard of God and it defines for us what sin is. Romans chapter 4 verse 15 at the end of the verse Paul says where there is no law there is no transgression. In order for us to legally sin the Torah must exist because you cannot transgress something that doesn't exist. You can't violate a law that doesn't exist. So the Torah is in existence today because it is possible for someone to sin today. Paul explains in Romans chapter 3 verse 20, it's through the Torah and understanding what the Torah says comes the definition or the awareness or the knowledge of what sin is and that we have sinned. And then he asks the question in Romans chapter 7 verse 7, what shall we say? Is the Torah sin? Well, in traditional Christianity, they say that following the Torah is bondage. Sin is bondage. So if following the Torah is bondage and sin is bondage, what is in effect, what's being said is that the Torah is sin. I had not known sin except 
through the Torah. I had not known what lust is, except the Torah had said, you shall not covet it. And so in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, we have a definition of sin. Whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah. For sin is the transgression of the Torah. Paul writes in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So if we look at the Torah standard, and the Torah was given to the nation of Israel by covenant, and that is why James chapter 2, verse 10 says, for whosoever would keep the whole Torah, but violates one part of the Torah, is guilty of breaking the entire Torah. Why? Because it's given as a covenant. Then if you break one part of the covenant, then you have broken the covenant. Because, as it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, sin is transgressing the Torah. Sin is breaking the covenant. Now, in order to establish our own righteousness according to what the Torah says, we must obey all the Torah all the time. Romans chapter 10, verse 5. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man that does those things shall live by them. He's quoting Leviticus chapter 18 verse 5 that you shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments which if a man does follows the Torah he will live in them I am the Lord if we don't obey all the Torah faithfully all the time the Torah says according to the terms of the covenant that we are under a curse Paul explains this in Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 as it is written for as many that are of the works of the law are under the curse for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all the things that are written in the book of the Torah to do them. Here, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 26. Cursed be he that confirms not all the words of this Torah to do them, and all the people will say, Amen. We can see that if we don't obey all the Torah, we're under a curse. Galatians chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, Paul explains, But that no man is justified by the law, that is, that were and would be justified by doing exactly everything that the Torah says all the time. No man is justified that way because it is evidence that the righteous shall live by trusting and putting faith in the God of Israel for our salvation because he is our righteousness. Galatians chapter 3 verse 12, and the law is not of faith. In other words, the law is not of faith, meaning that if we endeavor to put our faith and trust and confidence in ourselves, and if we try to have our own righteousness by our own deeds, then the Torah is going to condemn us to a curse because the only way that we can have Torah righteousness based upon our own needs is if we faithfully 100% of the time always follow and do what the Torah says. And man does not do that. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so in and through that means that our own righteousness is not a faith, which is putting our faith, trust, and confidence in the God of Israel. But the man that does them shall live in them. Now, Paul goes on to say in Galatians chapter 3, verse 21, for if there had been a law given which had 
could have given life, that is based upon our own merit and our own ability. Verily, righteousness should have come by our own merit and our own ability. But our righteousness does not come by our own merit and our own ability and what we do, independent of the God of Israel. Our righteousness, just like Abraham, comes by believing or trusting in the God of Israel, who he is, and in his covenant promises and his faithfulness to do what he said. So that's why Paul explains in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, where it appears to say that Messiah is doing away with the Torah, but it says Messiah is the end of the Torah for righteousness to everyone that believes. And so it appears that the text is saying that Messiah does away with the Torah, but the word end is the Strong's number 5056 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, and it's the Greek word telos, which means the goal aim or target. And so this says in the Greek, Messiah is the goal or the aim of the Torah for those who want to have righteousness according to the Torah, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we need a savior or deliver. That's the Messiah. And that's actually the one that made covenant with Abraham. And so the Torah is meant to point you to the Messiah and the need for the Messiah and to show you that you cannot trust in your own merit for your own righteousness, that you fail to meet the test that the Torah gives. So therefore, the Torah itself is going to point you to the Messiah and putting your faith, trust, and confidence not in yourself, but in the God of Israel. Yeshua redeems us from the curse of the Torah and the curse of the Torah is not following the Torah and sinning. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 it is written, Messiah has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Why? Being made a curse for us. We deserved the curse but then he took upon the punishment of the curse. He was made a curse for us because the Torah says cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And so Paul was quoting or making a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 22. And if a man has committed a sin worthy of death, and he be put to death, ye shall hang him on a tree. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 23. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but you shall in any wise bury him that day, for he that is hanged is accursed of God. Our righteousness is by faith in Yeshua. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, that is in context, putting our our faith, trust, and confidence in ourselves, and what we have done to receive merit independent of the God of Israel, if it came that way, which it doesn't, then Messiah is dead in vain. In other words, we don't need the Messiah. We don't need him to die to save or deliver us if we can achieve our own righteousness in and of and by ourselves independent from the God of Israel. And so because Yeshua took upon himself the curse of the Torah, which is disobedience to the Torah and breaking the covenant, we become righteous when we trust in him, Yeshua, and his redemptive work on the tree when he shed his blood for our salvation. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Number one, we are saved or redeemed by grace through faith in the redemptive work of 
Messiah Yeshua when he shed his blood on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins. Number two, the righteousness of the God of Israel by grace through faith is for both Jew and non-Jew. Number three, the Torah and the prophets testify of the righteousness of the God of Israel. And that is we cannot trust in ourselves in our own ability and what we do, independent from trusting in the God of Israel. But the Torah and the prophets testify that our righteousness only comes by putting our faith, trust, and confidence in the God of Israel and in who he is and in his covenant promises. Finally, number four, Yeshua is the goal or the target of the Torah. Number five, the righteousness of the God of Israel is a free gift. Number six, the Torah is not against the righteousness of the God of Israel. The Torah shows us what the righteousness of the God of Israel is and how we achieve it. Number seven, in order to establish our own righteousness, we must obey all the Torah all the time, which does not happen because Paul said in Romans chapter three, verse 23, that all have sinned and fallen and short of the glory of God. Number eight, if we do not obey the Torah faithfully all the time, which we do not because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we are under the curse of the Torah. As a result, number nine, trusting in the salvation of Yeshua redeems us from the curse of the Torah. And number 10, our righteousness comes from trusting in Yeshua for our salvation and his redemptive work, which he accomplished on the tree when he shed his blood for the purpose of providing forgiveness of our sins whenever we confess our sins and whenever we declare our belief in Yeshua being our Redeemer, our belief in his death, burial, and resurrection, and put our faith, trust, and confidence in him and declare that he is our Savior and make a commitment to make him Lord of our lives. The children of Israel They were saved out of Egypt by grace through faith in the same way that the children of Israel were saved or delivered out of Egyptian bondage by grace through faith. That is how we receive our deliverance and our salvation in Yeshua, by grace through faith. And then we see the children of Israel that after they were saved by grace through faith, and the faith that they had to show is to put the blood of the Lamb upon on the doorpost that whoever did so they were granted favor by the God of Israel and then they were delivered from Egyptian bondage and they were taken to Mount Sinai and at Mount Sinai they were given commandments regarding how they were to live their lives on a daily basis to please the one who had already saved them by grace through faith so in Romans in chapter 3 in verse 31 where Paul asked the question do we that is Jew and non-Jew do we make void that means to do away with the Torah through faith because we're saved by grace through faith because in Christianity today it is taught that you either have faith and express your faith in Yeshua or you follow the Torah And so it's not very commonly taught in today's Christianity that in receiving salvation in Yeshua, which comes by grace through faith, 
that then we are to follow the Torah. It's presented in traditional Christianity that it's either faith or following the Torah. And if it's faith, then the Torah has been nailed to the cross and we don't follow the Torah because it's said that following the Torah after you've been saved by grace through faith is bondage. And primarily, they teach this based upon their reading and their interpretation of Paul. That being the case, Paul asks the question here in Romans chapter 3, verse 31, do we, Jew and non-Jew, do we do away with following the Torah through faith? Traditional Christianity says that Paul taught that we do. Traditional Christianity says that Paul taught that the Torah is bondage, that the Torah has been nailed to the cross, and now we live by faith instead of following the Torah. But Paul answers his own question in Romans chapter 3, verse 31, and he says, God forbid, do we make void the Torah through faith? God forbid, absolutely not. Instead, we establish the Torah. So after we're saved by grace through faith, we establish or we follow the Torah. That is because the Torah is right, the Torah is true, the Torah is good. In Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 13, it is written, You came down also upon Mount Sinai and spake with them from heaven and gave them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments. Paul writes in Romans chapter 7 and verse 12, The Torah is holy, the commandment holy, just, and good. And then Paul writes in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 8, For we know that the Torah is good. Paul explains in Romans chapter 7 verse 14 that the Torah is spiritual, but we are carnal and sold under sin. Romans chapter 7 verse 14, for we know that the Torah is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So even though Paul says that the Torah is spiritual, traditional Christianity says that the Torah is bondage. And so in 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 it says, whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah. Sin is the transgression of the Torah. So I'm sold under sin. And so I'm carnal when I transgress the Torah. And so the problem is me, my flesh, and me wanting to not follow the ways and the commandments of the God of Israel. Paul explained in Romans chapter 8 verse 7 that the carnal mind is an enemy against God. And the carnal mind that's an enemy against God does not follow the Torah of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 7. The carnal mind is an enemy against God. It's not subject or does not follow the Torah of God. Neither indeed can it be because its nature is to serve itself. So the nature of the flesh is to serve the flesh. The nature of the carnal mind is to serve the carnal mind. And so the flesh and the carnal mind reasons and thinks and desires to do things contrary to the Torah or the instruction of the God of Israel. So speaking of the carnal mind that doesn't follow the Torah of God, Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 8, so that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh are they that operate according to the carnal mind which doesn't follow the Torah of God. So they that are in the flesh are those that do not follow the Torah of God. We trust in Yeshua for our salvation, being saved by grace through faith, and we then are to follow his Torah by his Spirit. 
not in our own wisdom, not in our own ability, not in our own understanding, not in our own strength. We follow his Torah by his spirit, which he gives us to follow that Torah in spirit and in truth. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Messiah Yeshua who walk not after the flesh. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject Romans for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.